0: Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your host and licensed funeral director, Victor Rubio.
1: The Digging Six Feet Under podcast. I'm your host and licensed female director Victor Rubio and today we are here to discuss season five episode 12 the series finale Everyone's Waiting. Today I am here with
0: Marissa McHale
1: <laughs> and we are here to do the last episode of Six Feet Under.
0: So it's officially the end game.
1: This is well no, no 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 no.
0: What? The whole
1: thing is the end game.
0: So it's well, officially the end. This
1: is phase four. Okay. Right. Right. We, this this whole thing has been the end game. Got it. This is the fourth quarter. Got it. This is phase four. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, um, we do have to get a little, or rather, I have to get a little self indulgent. Talk about the podcast a little bit, and twenty like we were talking last night, like oh, we should maybe do like a uh, like a super super cut. Of, like, my beginning.
0: I still think we should, but... There's
1: nothing interesting about it. Be- because those first episodes are so edited oh. that I would record them. And if I hiccuped even once, I would cut it and do yeah. it all over again. You know, because I wanted it to be perfect. Because remember, we listened to one of the episodes and I was, like, so polite. You were the- <laughs> so
0: funny. And now you're cursing and this and that and yelling at me.
1: Um. So, let's say two things. One... We have a Facebook Live going on yes. while we're recording. Um, so hello to everyone out there. Hello. And secondly, I want to go through some thank yous. And it'll be in the show notes. If you don't want to listen to all of this part, to just fast forward to. Because there are going to be people listening to this in like a year two year. And they don't know who the hell we're talking okay. about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just want to get to. Yeah. So that will be in the show notes and you could fast forward to it at any point. Um... A lot of this we had conversation about already last night. Uh the idea that like this podcast mm-hmm. was a total success. Yeah. Uh I mean I didn't you weren't there when we first started it. Um but like how cool is that? Yeah. Like Facebook live Yeah. Like, people actually care what what I'm talking about and more so how funny is this? People care what you have to say. That's
0: the craziest thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> but like you Admittedly, and there's almost like a, uh, s- almost like a charm to it. You 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 skip two seasons, <laughs> totally skip two seasons, yeah. And I think what's funny is like, you know how many people out there love this finale episode mm-hmm. as you've you know we, we've talked about and everything, and like you're gonna be able to, like you're gonna have your words and thoughts out there yeah. on it, like you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it's it's really interesting how that worked out. Um, in terms of giving thanks and it's funny because, uh, you know, when we started the Dexter podcast, cause we're doing the two podcasts now, double time, double time. I tell you every once in a while, like when we release the episodes on Monday, I'm like overwhelmed. Yeah. Cause we do have both the Instagram account and you'll, you'll comment whatever, and the Apple watch and you have the Apple watch, which I don't know. It goes how to off like contribute. all yeah. day long. Oh, yeah, no, all, it goes yeah, off yeah. all day
0: long. You keep getting notifications on. Yeah,
1: and it's really funny how this happened. Where Mondays, I'm overwhelmed. Like I almost want to like turn my phone off. And it's awesome. Like that's a that's an awesome. I, I think I, I I saw today. If you have over a hundred and fifty downloads in your f- in your first forty five days, you're better than fifty percent of the podcast. Oh my out god. There and we surpassed that in a day.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. So
1: we're like for whatever reason like the podcast is 50%. That's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, um, so going back to it people are sending us notes, you know, and, and they said they every week you know people send those notes and and think about like think about how many people just in our regular day we talk we talk about like oh Jeanette. as if
0: we're like friends with them. <laughs> right.
1: Like like yeah, like Jeanette and Colt like you know yeah. what I mean these are people like we would have never... Yeah. Right? Um, but where I'm getting to with this is like, it wasn't always like that. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like release an episode and it's like, is anyone out there? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you don't know if on SoundCloud there's so many bots that so many bots would listen to just give you clicks and it would look like you or whatever. Um, Did you ever
0: want to stop or well, think about quitting?
1: I don't know if I it's funny that first season i listened to some of the first episodes the first ep- uh, season or ep- uh, first few episodes it was more like i'm gonna do the first season and i'll see what happens yeah you know um then we got to a point where it was like are you guys coming back like why are you taking a break mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know um I'm th- that all that being said the first person i wanted to give like just set aside thanks to whatever is um i'm I'm sure i've talked to you about him david green because mm-hmm. when this per- podcast was first going like he would send me his notes and i was like wow someone out there actually cares." yeah and same thing became friends with david and everything i definitely want to like give thanks to him because he like kept the podcast afloat yeah during those like first two seasons when you know talk about like <laughs> i don't want to say struggling because i wasn't struggling with anything but making the podcast like worthy. Right. Let's but say.
0: you and I've talked, and I don't know if we've talked on air about it, that we would rather have like ten listeners right. that um communicate with us, whether it's email, a comment, a like, even whatever yeah. it is, than like thousands of listeners that we never hear from. Right. Because right. you don't you know, you might yeah. see all these downloads or you know, likes or, or no I just said likes, but you might see all these downloads and, and not hear yeah. from them. It doesn't seem like tangible. No. And, and, you know? that,
1: and that's and that's the, the greatest part is like we would rather 10 listeners mm-hmm. who cared what we had to say yeah then, 300 that we never hear from right or whatever and that's that almost contributes to the i feel overwhelmed on mondays yeah like so many people care and i don't want to like you know cut off people i pretend like i don't i'm not listening yeah or to their comments. that's why it's like oh my god but what i'm saying is like before all of that even happened um like David was there to send me my notes. He would review my review of the episode. That's <laughs> awesome, though. No, no, yeah, but I'm saying like that's what, and it was kind of like, all right, you know, the podcast is is worth whatever. Um, other people, I want to thank. I was scared to do all by names, yeah, because there's so many people, yeah. But just from, I mean, you say it on on Instagram. Excuse me. And I see it uh, on Facebook whatnot. I'm going to try and read names. And this is, some people are probably watching. Yeah. Um, so let me try. If you know anyone I missed, okay. just shout it out. Uh, this is just thanks in no particular order. Just whoever I could remember who gave us literally uh, a, a like, uh, a th- support, anything, whatever. Um, Roxanne, Colton, Laura, Lady Luna Blue, because I didn't know her name from okay. Instagram. Sharnel, Neil McGarry. Megan Rooney, Sean Fallon, Janet, uh, Matthew Foley, Ray Klein, Jimmy Fallon, Sarah Jean Owens, Will Elkins, Dave Rindone, Eric Bluth, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name, Chantel Thompson, Crystal McTid, Jeanette, uh, Carson. Carson, Carson, who's oh, Carson? The oh, producer. the yeah, producer, the yeah. producer. I know, I, I, yeah. I just, <laughs> uh, Dina Lee, uh, I said Janet from next yes. already, um, None in order. I don't know, and I feel bad doing that because I feel like I'm definitely leaving people out. I know I'm leaving people out, but thanks. And then I guess a final thanks to you because yeah. you, you, uh, it's like it's so funny how it happened, right? Like you had never. Have you heard the show before we met?
0: Probably. Not. I probably maybe heard it, but yeah. I definitely didn't know what it was about. Even yeah. though I should have the title, right? But um, <laughs> I definitely did not know what it was about. No. Yeah. I would say no.
1: And then you would do the same thing, like, you remember, like, we did it more with season four than season five, but we'd just been so busy, where we'd watch the episode right here, mm-hmm. and then we'd go on there and do notes on the patio.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So, yes, thank you for filling in, and...
0: Yeah. Thank n- you for, number, number for having fan. me. Number one fan. So, um, I am your number one fan. <laughs> so, um, when we... When I was never on the podcast... um. I remember Mio and Natalie talking, possibly intoxicated. And Natalie was saying that I need to do an episode with you guys. I need to do an episode with you guys. And I was so terrified. And I was like, no, no, no. What are you talking about? I don't know anything. So I said, you know what? Maybe I'll do the finale. And both of Wait, you. <laughs> see, we definitely were intoxicated. Both of you looked at each other, said no way. And just started hysterical <laughs> laughing. And here I am. So that's funny. What's I, I, I guess why we were
1: laughing is because you're you're doing the equivalent of like, I don't know if I'm that hungry, but I guess if I'll eat, I'll go to Ruth Chris. Yeah,
0: but I, now I'll, me not not even knowing, <laughs> right, I was right. just like, listen, maybe if if if. We you know, whatever. I'll 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 have like a little appearance on the finale with you guys just for whatever. And you both totally shot me down. No way, no how. How how funny. And here I am. Look at you now. (laughs) Look at me now. This
1: episode was almost (laughs) just you. There we go. I know. There we go. (laughs) Um I I think did I talk about everything I want to talk about with the podcast before I get into it? Is there anything else I left out that I may have wanted to
0: Um did you anything else about your like earlier episodes or no
1: no i'm I'm glad we're here um i guess i will say i put so much thought into this episode yeah not even content structure mm-hmm. remember because i was like i don't know what i want to do and maybe take because we have we have a really busy month coming up and i was like maybe we'll take a week off and 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 all that um You know, and for the longest time, for the longest time, like what, three weeks, I was going to do this episode by myself, Mm -hmm. and I don't even think we talked about it. I think it was just like, no, let's let's just do it together. (laughs) Um, So no, I I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, Happy, happy we're doing the last episode. Happy, it's over, and also sad it's over. Yeah. But I'm I'm exhausted talking about Nate. (laughs) <laughs> how does David feel? But then, how is do you Ruth how do you feel that it? we're
0: doing this for the last time?
1: But uh, you know what? I would feel a lot different if we weren't advertisement doing digging Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have to record Dexter tomorrow, so yeah. like this is the last time for yeah. six feet under in these characters that whatever. Uh, I was talking to Colton today. Dexter is so much lighter. Yeah, Man, this show is heavy. I we were talking about abortions, yeah, incest, this and that, and it's just like and we're dying, yeah. death and you know a woman who's been missing, and how do you deal with that, and and, and you know uh, adopting children, and everything, and on Dexter we're talking about we love when Dokes comes in a scene that says so the fuck motherfucker, yeah. like,
0: you know. <laughs> Just like him. Wow. Uh,
1: so just the whole, the whole. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I think that sometimes when we um do when we watch the episodes and and now that I've been on the podcast for um the last couple episodes, when we do notes and we talk about it, we try and we don't talk really about it though um prior to um recording, but it is like like kind of draining because oh, definitely you, because once you start to analyze one thing, it, it just kind of goes you know, and then you're like, well, maybe that meant that and maybe and like. I I feel like I felt like I was definitely a little drained when I first finished and I, I needed yeah. to eat my pizza. But um but yeah, it's definitely kind of draining. Um I just wanted to say one thing. Um from the day that I met you, when you talk about your podcast, you could just <laughs> tell like how much yeah. you love it and how much you enjoy it. Yeah. And um and, and I definitely consider this your podcast and even digging dexter is our podcast, but you do The work I do, the fun you do, the work. Um, so when people I I would always see people comment, Thank you so much for doing this, yeah. Um, and I I just feel like, just as someone like, because you could say whatever you want to say, but like, like them thanking you for doing this, like, makes you do it, you know what I mean? Like, it makes everything worth it for you. And I and I and like, yeah,
1: no, I mean, going, going back to the beginning, like, why the podcast was shaky in the first two seasons, just like is anyone listening? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and think about, you're not as big of a podcast listener, but think about, like, if you listen to Jeanette's podcast, Yeah. and we never told her you listened. Mm-hmm. How would she know? No, right. And like, what makes her, yeah. and I, I've talked to her about it, what makes her excited about wanting to like, record another yeah. episode. And her, her podcasts are from scratch. Yeah. Like, she does it on a topic. We do this. we, we, Give us an hour of content and we'll give you back another hour yeah. of content. Um, you know, a lot of podcasts out there, they're out there, anything. Um, but, like, when we started Dexter, Janet yeah. would write in. And yeah. it was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. Janet actually, like, the idea of making a total stranger actually care about what you think. It's so
0: cool. It's yeah. really, like, you yeah. know. I guess um, what I was saying, I didn't mean to repeat myself before, but I guess just what I was saying is that, um, like, you... Are very very passionate about this, yeah, and um, and this is like more of, in my opinion, more of just like a hobby to you, yeah. Um, you take a lot of pride in it, so um, it's just it's just nice. Which
1: really funny is too, and and we have to get into this episode. I know, this I know, so self indulgent. Um, I am more passionate about the podcast than I am the show. Yeah, I the show to me as a whole, I'm very eh. About yeah. this show. Like, I have far more affinity for, like, Boardwalk Empire, Dexter, Sopranos, like, those shows to I me. I think
0: I was surprised to hear that this, like, wasn't your favorite show. It wasn't. Yeah. It was
1: the only reason why I did the podcast on this show is because I'm a funeral director. And I couldn't find a podcast that I like. Like, and one more thing I want to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be here all night. This is, yeah, this is just <laughs> us hanging out. <laughs> this is not, uh, we talk um, a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I was telling you yesterday, like... I shape the podcast in the form of how I like podcasts. Yeah. Where the episode starts, you get into it. Yeah. And there's structure and there's we kind of, you know, you know, come the final final season, it's like, how dumb is it? Why did I do breaks from the start? Yeah. It's fun, it breaks it up and it's like you don't force people to have to listen to you for an hour. Yeah. Um, and kind of reset and everything. Um, I shaped the whole podcast just on how I would like if I turned into mm-hmm. you know whatever. Um, and yes, it's really funny that six feet under is not even one of my feet. Fa- it, it's it's a it's a favorite of mine just because the topic matter and I have a bigger affinity, obviously, for the podcast. I'm more, I'm more passionate about. Yeah, putting out content regularly, whatnot, than I am about the show. And furthermore, if I was going to rank stuff, it's honestly podcast, the finale, and then the show. Yeah. Like, I love this episode yeah. more than yeah. anything, yeah. Like, you know? Uh, I think we could get into it.
0: With that being said, let's yes. go. Okay. <laughs> Do we have anyone there still now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're still listening to us on Facebook, yeah. goodness. Okay. Um, our episode opens... With what I have to imagine in the writer's room is something they wanted to do since season two. Like starting out with a birth.
0: Instead of a death.
1: Yeah, and instead of putting the end date. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You know how like... Like, I've wanted to use the song from the finale and the, the phrase, what Nate says, you can't take a picture of this, it's already gone. Mm-hmm. Since the first episode, I, I wanted to end every episode with it, but I was like, no, no, you got to save it. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, what I'm talking about, who the hell cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like in the writer's room, they were probably like.
0: No, definitely. It was super cool. Did you notice that it was Willa Chenoweth, too?
1: Was it when the, when the Willa Chenowith Fisher? No. There was no Fisher? I think there was a Fisher.
0: Then there, if there was a Fisher, it was in it the was middle. It after.
1: It might have been... A- oh, but that w- no, that would be her first. It would be Willa Fisher Chenoweth. We're going to see it right up here. Yeah,
0: but I didn't think that there was a Fisher, but... Did
1: I tell you last week that, and, and now furthermore this week, that Rachel Griffith, who plays Brenda, okay. super pregnant. She yes. Went, she went into birth, a, uh, into mm. labor, a week after Wow, filming that scene. And if you watch it, you know how intense she's... Breathing, yeah. And how how much can you fake pushing? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> honestly, yeah. You know what I mean. Um
0: Push that baby out.
1: So it's just, just funny. Um, yeah, I have it in my notes as Willa Fisher Chenowitz. Oh,
0: okay. No, if so, you have it in your notes, then I'm sure. I Yeah, but,
1: but that just could be my my anything whatnot. Um, and I think, furthermore, like this is so for the finale because this finale is a a big send off into life. Yeah, and. You know as we go on and we talk about it, there's a lot of white, yeah, blank page, blank yeah. slate. Um, and again, every episode starts with the death. Now, here in the last episode, starts with the birth, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of like I feel like the way Six Feet Under does the birth has complications, yeah, and then finally, after much whatever, like you know, <laughs> kind of finally uh, um, succeeds or whatnot. Um, where do we want to start we have we have Claire David this is the last time you're going to do this I know this is the <laughs> last time I'm going to do this
0: where are, well we can't do Claire right
1: uh, well again I, I, we're, we're doing this podcast as normal first and two second okay. half and then we're going to do a third part where it's the the final dinner scene mm-hmm. with yeah with everything and whatnot yeah. so how many storylines do we have we have Claire David Brenda Ruth and there and then Rico Let's do Claire and Rico. Okay. Claire um, takes a cab home from our last episode, totaling the hearse. Um, you know what's funny I caught? No one mentions the hearse. No. <laughs> no one's like, no. oh my God, Claire, like what happened? Um, like, I can't believe, how did you destroy? Yeah. That's a keepsake for the family. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, no one no one mentions any of that. Yeah. Um, and you know we saw Ted persistent on on making Claire do the right thing. That's funny little phone call, right? Where he's like, "All right, I think I just sounded like my dad." Yeah, I'm yeah, so sorry. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was definitely funny. Um, Claire and Ted—they kind of, I guess, what? Make up sex? Make up? Yeah, they definitely make up. Yeah. Uh, this again, I was saying, like white. It's like a a blank mm. a blank slate for wi- for where a blank slate for Claire. Um. And, like, this is the start of her new life and yeah. whatnot, you know? From um, here on forward, she faces all new life experience, and whatnot. Can you hear the rain?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like um, when they were, I, I liked that scene just of them kind of in bed and nothing so substantially even happened, but it was just a nice scene yeah, and it yeah. was like a super vulnerable scene yeah. for the state that they were in. But, um, When she was kind of saying she doesn't know what she wants to do and she feels like she's underwater and he said, What about being an you know, you're you're an artist, you want to be an artist? And she's like, Yeah, but I don't know if I'm good enough. And he said, Well, if you're not good enough, then you'll get better. Yeah. And like I loved that line because it's so true. Like, um, especially just like speaking for myself, like I can be stubborn at times and if I'm not good at something right away, and who is? Right. (laughs) But if you're not good at something right away, it's like, Well, this isn't working, like just done, you know? Um, but obviously as you age and mature, but it's it's not that easy, but it is that easy. Like, if you're not good at something and you want to succeed, just get better. Try mm-hmm. harder. Do yeah, something, yeah. you know, to yeah. get better at it, you know, and you will.
1: Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of Fisher stubbornness to Claire yeah. up until this point. Right. Let me ask you something going back a little bit. Uh, uh, did this feel like a finale to you? Yes. Second. Th- now, the reason why I said it is the first time we watched it, you kind of you were had lukewarm results. We watched it together, which has been like the first time since like season yeah. one. And then
0: <laughs> Okay and then, so I, and then
1: when we rewat am I fair to say you were lukewarm on the thing as a whole or no?
0: Um No. Okay. And I wasn't lukewarm when we first watched it either, but um oh, it's Ashley, I was gonna show you, but oh. um I wasn't lukewarm when we first watched it either, but um I Kept, you know, everything you hear about the finale. um, Even when I would speak to to people, oh, yeah, my, you know, we're doing this podcast on Six Feet Under. Oh, my God, that's the best show. That's the best finale ever. You hear about it. That's the second thing that everyone says about It's like, oh, it's a great show, and it's the best finale ever. So the whole time I was waiting for, like, what crazy big thing was going to happen, and then you and I spoke, and I said that, and you said, like, well, no one says anything crazy happens. They just said it was really good. But I was waiting for, like, something crazy to happen because in my opinion like nowadays for a series um like this show would have ended with nate's death nowadays like usually like now a finale it's like something crazy happens it ends and then that's it and like i feel like the beauty with this show and the um what's different about it is that it didn't end there like one of the main characters died three episodes ago you know then it didn't end there you know so i never had lukewarm feelings about it i just it was one of those things that was very, very built up, and I was on the like I was on the edge, trying to overanalyze everything, trying to figure everything out before it was happening. But I definitely felt like it was a finale in the sense of everything was getting wrapped up and everything was getting finalized and things like that. I definitely felt like it was a finale. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, and then obviously we'll get to the finale montage and, yeah. and all that. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't think it feels like a finale until the second half of the episode.
0: I feel like. All of the characters and I agree a little bit but I feel like a lot of the characters um you see like some of their traits are just changing and they're evolving and yeah you know and that's kind of and what I,
1: th- I, and I think the person who has the most – who do you if I'm gonna quiz you or, or I guess more more your opinion who do you think has the biggest you're right because all all the characters what was facing them all five seasons, and then within the last half hour, completely go this way. D- different, yeah. Who do you have as like the most?
0: The most like evolved? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say David.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to go Ruth. I'm going to say David. I think Ruth, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Now we're jumping around. Uh, um, and then what, what really ends phase four, Claire gets a call from New Image Studio. Yes. Uh, I think New Image is an intentional title. You could have called the photo studio anything. Like yeah. the whole photo oh, yeah, industry could just be any, you know. That's true. It could be blank slate yeah. industries or whatever, but I think new image and whatnot, right? To to move to New York. Uh Claire gets the job. Yes. The the convo her and Ruth have, you know, basically where where Ruth doesn't have any regrets. She just has regrets of like she didn't give herself options. Yeah. And she doesn't want to see that happen with Claire. I didn't have Claire going down the same route as Ruth, but you're no, in, in the end, you are your parent's child,
0: whatnot, you know? Just Ashley, put her on airplane Ashley's mode. Ashley's trying to call in. That's what's, that's what's actually <laughs> happening. I didn't get it until... That's what's actually happening. Okay, well... I just declined it. Okay. And they're probably watching. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you can't call in. Um...
1: R- R- Claire, Claire and, and Ruth They're a conversation It's oddly emotional Not oddly It's very emotional Yeah In terms of Claire moving on With her life And whatnot, not um, Anything on that Or
0: Um, Let me see Let me see Um, You know She just says That she needs to find Whatever life has in store For her So yeah. I think that That kind of leads Like open road New journey New life You know um, yeah. But no Not so much
1: Claire and Ted Have a final drink yeah. at ted's place and I, I thought it was later in my notes but ted gets shafted here no like if you if you think about everything i, I forgot what they said i i because I, I believe somewhat of a timeline was established four months so it's okay so yeah when he's talking to billy yeah. four months uh, um like he was dating her for four months he really likes her. Yeah. Like, really likes her. Maybe he likes her more than Claire likes him. Maybe, yeah. Peace. <laughs> After kind of setting her up. Right. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, I guess there is some saving grace in that 20 years later.
0: Yeah. I think that him, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all whatsoever, but I think that him being so supportive of you need to be an artist. I know you're going to be good at it. I know that Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that kind of um lent a hand to it.
1: What I'm saying though, picture picture when we first started dating in no, 4 I months. For at 4 months if as their relationship looked um, you know, let's just say I went, you know, since day 1 we met um, I had to go to Los Angeles to do this podcast mm-hmm. and you were pushing me because it's like Unless you're completely selfish and yeah, arrogant, of course. why wouldn't you push someone? Yeah. Um, and then he pushed her to the point, it's like, I'm actually going to do it. Yeah. Like, as a human, you're probably happy, but you're also probably destroyed. Yeah. It's a little, it feels a little dirty that they don't show Ted. And they kind of do a little bit because he's like, I don't want to see, I, you know, I want I you all to myself. You, yeah. But that must... yeah i felt so bad for the only
0: thing and i'm not disagreeing again the only thing is that when billy asked how long have has he been seeing claire he said he met her about four months ago but they weren't they didn't get along right or they didn't hit it off right off the bat something like that so maybe it was less time and maybe it was one of those things of like you know he has his career she's wants to pursue this and it's like what are we doing you know it's only been a few months so you know but no no
1: and and in the end like maybe maybe it's not as bad as i'm making it I, I'm just looking at. I think it. we just love
0: Ted. Yeah, it's I, g- like, I guess because Ted's
1: a good dude. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then in a little twist, at the last moment, New Image Studios calls and Claire and says sorry that the job. First of all, does that like is that how that shit works? Who knows? Like, like, hey, so, you know that job? Move out here. You know, you know that that whole life change you're about to make. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The guy on the phone who calls Claire and leaves a message is actually Alan Ball. Nice. Yeah. He did, he did commentary, and it was kind of cool, and, and we'll talk about some of the stuff. Um, being that this is Claire's vision, we've established, like, when Nate shows up, that's not really Nate. That's that person's... Yeah. That's, it's actually that, that own person's insecurities right. and whatnot. Um, I I love Nate. His appearances f- to Claire is what I love most. Yeah. Just like... You know, you can't live life scared. I live my entire life scared yeah. and like, look where it got me, you know?
0: Um he and, and I know that we said it's not actually Nate, it's Claire's thoughts, but he kind of um well he definitely pushes her to go to New York and he also kind of um pushes David in the right sense. Now granted it's their own thoughts, but Nate kind of comes in as um you know, a visual for their thoughts uh, as to like kind of pushing them in yeah, the right directions yeah. of where, and again,
1: that's themselves talking to themselves. De- yeah, like, definitely. You
0: know, you know what I mean? But um,
1: yeah, because I hear he really pushes Claire to to mm-hmm. stay with the plan mm-hmm. and think about how scary that is for Claire. Yeah. Um, the idea of like you're not even going to go there with a job now. You're just going to go and just figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. You know. Um, I'm trying to think if I should bring it up here or. Or when we get to the finale montage, I'll probably bring it up again. But I'm not saying that this scene inspired me. I don't like saying like when I say the word inspired, I feel so like
0: oh. like you know like <laughs>
1: my iced tea and lemonade or anything. But I don't know what the word is when I moved motivated here. Motivated you? Motivated. Maybe? I like. I guess I like the the feeling it gave me thinking of moving and. I moved here with a job and everything, but that that's something to do with it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just something. Uh, let me see. Where were we at time-wise? Okay. We're okay. Uh, if you want to do some Rico, who doesn't really have too much. Yeah. Uh, Rico.
0: I was kind of disappointed
1: in the Rico storyline because... I've been disappointed with the Rico storyline since, like, <laughs> season one. Well, no,
0: but, no, but <laughs> they I... gave him
1: nothing to do. And, again, how more emphasis how great would have this, the moment been when David walks in the room and says, I called off escrow. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like how powerful that moment would have been if the season, the season was Rico you know, planning, yeah. pulling, changing schools and yeah, yeah. her Vanessa fight about yeah. no you shouldn't whatever and then that moment David walks in, it would have been like a perfect plot, I don't know, a nice growing for the characters if like at the same moment, David's like, "No, this is my business," and yeah. he overcomes that Red Hood character. He also gets back, you know. Oh, whatever, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was just disappointed. I feel like a lot of people shown showed growth, and while Rico did in the sense of like the business sense and all that, yeah, um, I, I, I didn't. I, I would. I wanted to see more. I guess I yeah, didn't. You know, yeah. it just seemed like it was just
1: the same way. His last scene is like 20 minutes before the ending. Yeah. And the same way the person, Rico, who dies at the end is not even yeah. Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah. And the same way he hasn't mattered since like season three. It's just the same way they no. Yeah, I guess you're you know? right.
0: I just feel like they did every other character so well yeah. that his was definitely lacking. But
1: And then I, I think furthermore too, it's kind of funny like Rico's move, his like... Part of his plan was like, David's going crazy. Yeah. And so that's my strategic move. It's just kind of like, wait, what? I know. That's how you plan a business? Yeah. Like, you know, like, okay, this here I got enough money. This person's going crazy. Like, you know what I mean? It's just so, it was, so yeah, whatever. It was uh, Vanessa and Rico look at a potential funeral home to buy. And Vanessa makes a comment how they can put an espresso bar there. Genius. <laughs> well, there's two things. Rico says... I've been wanting to do that since day one. The Fishers wouldn't let me. Now, when you came over and we were, I was watching the first episode, yeah, just to sort of refresh my mind about some stuff, whatever. And in the first, and it was one of those opening moments where Nathaniel is smoking in the hearse, and Ruth is like, uh, "I can't believe he bought a new hearse. I can't believe he's smoking in the hearse." David says, "I know." We should have put that money towards something, and then he says, and a coffee bar no! in a chapel. Yeah, it's in that's the first really episode. Funny, yeah. It's really funny how I'm assuming that's either a they forgot that in the writer's room no, or I, or but but the but it, it completely contradicts. David wanted it and, well, okay, and yeah. Rico said yeah. since they won, you know. Uh regardless, Colton had asked me, Is this common in funeral homes? And I think we're now in a day and age in two thousand seventeen uh god, what are 18? we? In? 18? <laughs> There is coffee bars in every single funeral home. Like, it's a totally a thing. Furthermore, I think there's now food in almost every funeral wow. home. Like, there was a funeral home I used to work for right before the visitation, before the family would come in. Uh, we'd go to Publix and get cookies. Mm-hmm. Just like cookie tray and yeah. whatever. Uh, this was 10, god, what are we, 13 years ago? So maybe it wasn't yet. But like, yeah, the idea of like putting a coffee bar or whatever is totally... Funerals are social gatherings, their social appointments, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so it and just food makes is sense. comfort, yeah, you know. Yeah. So coffee, but, you m- know. For, but more. You're right, more so, because it, it's more so the fact that it's a social gathering. Yeah, same way, like a hotel. That same setup is kind of like the same thing. Like yeah, the visitation, whatnot. Uh, David, after his dream, and we'll get into that. And David's storyline calls off escrow and approaches Rico. Family business. He's not selling it. I think this sticks to more of Rico's storyline than David. I think um, what's interesting or telling here that if you watch that scene, what separates them, there's two embalming tables. David has an embalming table on his side and Rico has one on his side. Rico's table has a body on it. David's is empty. David's doesn't. Yeah. So I wonder if that means Rico is more successful or Hmm. is Rico's plan dead you know what i mean like a, yeah or is it just the way that it was shot but nothing's unintentional you right know what
0: I mean? right yeah i don't know did you catch
1: on that did i
0: you... i i remember the two tables but um and i remember that rico was embalming at the time and, and that other table was empty but i didn't pick up on anything of any meeting but
1: i i would have rico as more successful because while well,
0: and also sorry didn't mean to cut you off but also it's kind of one of those things of like I called off escrow because I want to. This is my business. Yeah. And Rico, who we know does all the work. <laughs> he does everything. Like without yeah. Rico, there yeah. would be no business. And it almost, in my opinion, just as watching it, it was almost kind of like David seems a little spoiled in that sense because then Rico's like, Well, then who's gonna give me my money? Like, I don't wanna be here. Who's gonna give me my money then? I need to like leave. Yeah. And he's like, Well, you know I don't have it. And like yeah. that was literally the answer. It wasn't even like We'll have to work that out. We could talk about things. I'll go to my. It wasn't any of that. It was like, nope, I don't have it. Oh well, you're stuck. You know. So it was almost like David was like, kind of like being like a spoiled brat.
1: I think he was being a spoiled brat because the way Rico was treating it the entire time, yeah, into it, yeah, like Rico was just like, your business is not worth anything. So you're gonna buy me out, or what are you gonna do, right? And he caught David at time. and was like, what? why are you even fighting? Yeah. Here's your money. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I think David, which is odd in that you know there's no emotions in business right it's business that's yeah. where the saying comes from uh it is and as we're talking about and it kind of just hit me uh television yeah <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean there's nothing interesting if david says listen i called off escrow and we're going to work we're going to work away for you to buy me yeah. like, there's no tension there yeah. you know um rico gets bought out by well and we'll talk about but yeah. david smirk i love after rico after Rico flips out and leaves the room, yeah. David just kind of looks around and he has this like little smirk. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rico gets bought out by David through ben, Brenda and Rico and can now go start his own funeral home, whatnot. Um, yeah, I just have here that Freddie Rodriguez didn't even get to be in the finale no, montage. No, yeah, just kind it kind of kinda sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you think we have enough time to do David and the David storyline, or should we? break here yeah we're at 38 minutes okay let's break here and go to the second half where we'll do david and ruth and brenda and since i already said we're going to break i have no funny or clever way man uh uh what five letter word rhymes with steak break i just want to celebrate now, some final thoughts from our sponsors.
0: You leave your door open like that? We're just outside picking flowers. Ruth, it isn't the 50s anymore, no matter how you dress.
1: And we're back with part two of three of the podcast. Wow. Yeah. Triple, triple pod. Uh, two things: one, we are still on Facebook, and now we are on Instagram Live as well. Very cool. This means nothing if you're listening live on Monday. Yeah, because <laughs> this has all been. Hopefully, I think it's saved already. Right? Yeah,
0: hopefully we could save it, and then on Instagram at least we could like put it on the highlights. Right, that would be cool.
1: Yeah. Um. So we have David and Claire. So what's the second thing? The second thing is we see David, and like I have said, since episode one. Keith has been a rock for David. Yeah, um,
0: I think out of every relationship on the show, they're my favorite.
1: David and Keith. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something that's really funny. On if we're going to do some podcast retrospect stuff here, on season three, episode two or three, I had a guy by the name of Chris Green, and he runs this Facebook group, uh, Underdogs. Fuck, I forgot what his podcast is called. That's a really bad job out of me. Anyway, he. Was referred to me as a guest from Sean Fallon, actually, uh, because he was a big fan of the show, and he also said his like his like why he was interesting is because he finds everyone on the show extremely unlikable. Hmm. And it starts and ends with David and Keith. no. Think about <laughs> they've been fighting since day one. David. How funny is it when you came in here, we had on season one. What did you say about David?
0: (laughs) So verbatim, I said, I don't know what this means, but I think that David's a wet blanket. But
1: you're
0: trying to set me up. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) What do you
1: mean? I'm saying that. You'll get it eventually. David and Keith. Yeah. They're not. I'm sorry. Keith is likable. I don't think David's likable at all. Like, I think he's sweet. But as as a character whole, I don't think I just realized.
0: <laughs> See, I love David. <laughs> I love him. I think that he I uh, he's yeah.
1: Right. Um You like David, but you don't like Michael C. Hall. It was your
0: No. No. But basically I'm obsessed uh, with um, Michael C. Hall <laughs> and you know that.
1: Um I think as a couple, they are highly unlikable. They're like why they're my favorite fighting they're not your
0: favorite they are i'm telling you they they are are. okay okay
1: um i just think thank god they are not fighting in this episode
0: yeah you know why i think that they're my favorite and this doesn't and we're talking way too much and this doesn't even really finale episode yeah if we're ever going to talk too much so i I feel like you you totally a thousand and ten percent see why they're together Like, where David lacks, Keith picks up, and where Keith lacks, David picks up.
1: All right. I see why David is with Keith.
0: (laughs) You don't see why Keith is with David? No. I feel like he's, like, mothering, organized, has it together, very caring, like, kind of...
1: Yes. Yes. But I'd feel like Keith is, would be, still be where he is if David wasn't there. Whereas I, mean, I, I don't, I don't think the opposite. No, I don't think the opposite. I think, I think David would David though. Still be still be at home and still yeah. You know. Um. Anyway, regardless. Yeah. Uh. David, this fight in the beginning, it's like David's freaking going off the deep end. Yeah. And really I, bad. I, I love it. There was a fight. God, I can't read comments, but there's a fight in one of the seasons where they fight so much of course keith has scratch marks on his chest because that's the only defense david has <laughs> um but that episode keith pushes david and he pushes him so hard like the entire camera wall shakes or whatever like shakes and i remember being like if Dave, if keith ever pushed me like that he'd kill me yeah <laughs> like I, yeah. there'd be a victor size hole in, yeah. the, in the wall um I mean, in this episode it's so funny like keith act, david acts up to the point where keith has to come and like yeah and like they make it so somewhat of an even fight that shit ain't even no
0: keith, no you, could tie one yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you would destroy david yeah uh, uh anyway um david i think david after realizing Rico wants to end the business david uh um You know, because he's kind of like, I could do so much now, more now with my life and everything. Uh, It's kind of funny because in the first episode, first few episodes, you wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. And then in this episode, he's like, I don't even want to be a lawyer. I just wanted to have sex with a lawyer. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, um, And I think it's funny. It's just like, just how we've been saying that. David's like, why do I keep coming back to this? Mm -hmm. Why do I keep coming to this business that clearly has done nothing, whatever? And like Brenda says Habit Yeah All these characters Are stuck in like a habit, habit Yeah And then in like the end of this episode They finally They totally
0: break All, break it all of or whatever. them yeah.
1: But like it's funny Like it's The key to the entire episode Is like what Brenda says Yeah like, It's habit that's Yeah That's why you keep You know
0: And that's like so relatable
1: Yeah Yeah Durrell, oh. Super sassy this episode We laughed a lot
0: I love him <laughs> But how funny every episode like, no, it's not cool. I know, I know. And it's even worse that you said it was cool. Like, no, it's even really not cool, you know? No, I know. What, what was the, uh, so a part of me, like when we were watching this episode laughing together, a part of me was like, man, it's going to be really funny to have a teenager because that's like totally how they act. It's going to be like probably really funny, like to have like someone like that so crazy. And then I'm like, wait, no, it's not because they're going to be calling me not cool. Yeah, like I'm going to yeah. be so sad, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I remember laughing yeah. every time Darrell comes on screen, yeah. he's just sassy as so fuck, funny. you know? Uh, and if you notice here in the museum, they, that scene, David and Keith are talking and then that scene where it pans to where Darrell is like, that's not cool. Yeah, I don't, know, did you catch like the saber tooth tiger head? No. There's like a skull of the saber tooth tiger and that's the saber tooth tiger skull that appears in the dream. Oh, if, crazy. When he's on the table. Yeah. yeah. and. It's like, thankfully, uh, Alan Ball in the commentary said it. Just like, like, yeah. And if you notice, there's a saber-toothed tiger head. And it's like, because like that's how dreams are. Yeah. Oh, you totally. Know? Like this dark chocolate dream man you got me for Valentine's Day. Yep. Like, might be in my dream just randomly. <laughs> I'm you're,
0: just saying, like, random. Chocolate. chocolate man. Chocolate. Nice. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I just say how like random things are in your dreams, and yeah. I say the reason why six feet under has the best dreams is because. The most random stuff pops up. Yeah, it's not like you know, whatever. Uh, Nathaniel, what's that? Oh, I'm rewinding the episode. Um, Nathaniel appears to David in dream form, and again, as we've seen, actually after this dream, this is David's own fears coming, yeah, definitely coming to him and whatnot. I don't get how this dream sequence with Nathaniel and the the hooded figure Jake. Yeah, let's just say the the dream Jake. I don't get how this makes him change his mind to family business and I want this.
0: I will because, well, first off, Nathaniel is saying, you know, um, you need to like, you know, what are you doing? This is the family legacy. This is this, this is that. Um, but I think that maybe that's a fear. Like, like clearly he's had these these uh, moments with Nathaniel Where we know it's just himself And he says like oh you're not good enough You were never good enough You don't know how to do that You don't know That I guess he may be scared To now run the family business Without Rico and without Nate Right And you're going crazy How right. are you, you can't, Like you are now I mean last episode you asked me What did I think happened to the business And I literally said I think Rico does some Goes elsewhere And David is crazy So how can he Or going crazy So how can he run the business you know so i think that is what his fear was yeah and then him tackling the the red hooded guy yeah yeah. um just was was all of his fears i think that 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 um person that that symbol was all of his fears kind of wrapped up into one and then finally he you know overcame them and then when he woke up and saw nate i kind of took it as like Nate like and granted it's not Nate but like Nate kind of like helping him pushing him along giving him that courage like what he said in the at the funeral you know when the kids used to pick on me my brother would always like give me advice on to what I should do and right. you know um, he always knew how to handle things whatever so that's how I took it
1: I the only thing I could tr- sort of connect and I kind of thought this while we were talking because you just said how every character changes or evolves whatnot um it's the first time, I believe, in the show's series run where David fights back. Definitely. He doesn't get pushed and just kind of like, that was, like, you know, it's the first. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's him, whatnot. Uh, um, the way he wakes up to Nate is, is it's so funny how it's one of the most powerful. Nathaniel, Peter Kraus doesn't even do anything. Yeah. He just looks at him. Yeah. And I feel like the look is like... Hey, I'm your big brother and everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I was just like, Yeah. Um, but I think that's him confronting that fear finally, like kinda like you said, like finally definitely. fought back and that's why while
0: And then almost like a newfound confidence. Right of like right, no, right. I'm I'm not scared. I'm gonna run yeah. this place and I'm not gonna let anyone down and I have the confidence to do it, definitely. Right.
1: right. And I like <laughs> Now it's funny because now I want to talk about the Rico side of it, but that's, you know, the next day he comes in and tells, and it's funny. He's like looking really good Extra in that good, new suit yeah. and like, you know, um, I love the way Rico is barking back at him and he's like, cause he kind of has, do you know what I'm talking about when I say the, the Batman voice? Who does? Rico. He's like. He's,
0: I know the Batman voice. Yeah,
1: but if Rico's if Rico or Freddie Rodriguez, his actual tone and voice is like gravelly. He's like, "Oops, sorry, I hit the mic." Um, just the way he says, like, if anyone has that kind of fucking money, they're gonna fucking try to buy. Yeah, their own no, thing. yeah, I can see that. It's really, it's funny. He's like scolding yeah. him because he's just kind of like erupted everything of of um all of Rico's plans. Right, yeah, right, right.
0: And doesn't seem to care that he yeah. did. You know.
1: Um. Uh, Jeanette wrote in that David looks like the Grinch after he tells them, oh my God that he, it's not an escrow anymore, that's but funny. the way he smirks and kind of looks up, you know that's really funny. um does Rico call David a fucking idiot? I think he does
0: mm, he, I think he might be um he might say this is run by fucking idiots.
1: Uh, I think he says uh, anyone who has that kind of money is going to want to try not to start there's something small, not not with a bunch of Titus, as you fucking idiot. Yeah, he yeah. might say that. Yeah. yeah,
0: that sounds about right.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I loved um I loved the way he he definitely um David makes a touching dinner speech, and that's kind of the end of their arc of David and Keith and the family, right? Like finally, Keith is. Keith Keith was already there a few episodes ago. Yeah. Nate dying kind of pushed everything up, um, but you know, David after losing his shit about Nate refocuses and has the family and like the family business back, back in his priorities. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, I'm totally going off off the cuff here, and I don't have anything in my notes. And this is not a question you asked or or anyone asked, but if I were to change one thing about Six Feet Under. I would have loved more commercials from the pilot. Yeah. we were just watching, Mm -hmm. and they're so funny. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's something they could have done, like, once every four episodes or whatever, just throw in a random commercial. Uh, I wonder if they regret that. Because there are some, and maybe they run out of products or anything, but it could be, like, something... In relation to the episode I, I love It's one of my It's one of my favorite things Of Six Feet Under Those, those commercials
0: I, I definitely agree I remember when I watched the pilot I thought that, that was so cool And you are like Oh my god I like almost forgot about them Because they were you, never You forget, you forget yeah. about it Because
1: it's in the first episode and <clears throat> never happens again And it's funny The show starts out With the commercial Yeah uh, I forget how How they do it Whatever But yeah, I, it's just really funny, funny how that how that happens.
0: But it also could be one of those things that it started out, you know, um, more funeral director centric, and then yeah. it ends more yeah, so... Yeah, you know, so course. that could just be the, the zero, evolution. of There's the,
1: zero. The, you know, the most funeral director stuff talk we get the coffee bar.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that's all we get. You know, that's really funny or um, sad, however you want to look at it.
1: We'll we'll talk about two characters that finally are in a scene together but it, it's interesting to see brenda david and keith in a scene yeah it was really nice um you know they're family and yeah you kind of forget that they even show. forgot that like, right brenda right.
0: said we're family Things and then like, they were like oh yeah, yeah we
1: are family, yeah you know um and it's funny too like what obviously how small los angeles is in this show like they were bound to like you yeah know, oh my god that's right you are my yeah you know um Why do I have Ruth and Brenda? I must have typed that in the wrong place. Will, there. Anything else about David before we move to? Nope. So we see Willa is having some complications. And for everything that happens between Brenda, Ruth, and Margaret, like, Ruth is the only one that's with Brenda. Yeah. Like, where's Margaret this no, I entire know. time? Like, I know. You know. It's like really shitty. Yeah. And how she comes in and is just like, oh no, I'm taking Maya. Yeah. You know? And um, then even
0: asks Maya like, are you ready to go? Nope.
1: No. Like, you know, yeah. 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 Um, I liked Ruth being support, like the way she was in the room, like despite what we see on Ruth's face and whole facade. I liked her being supportive for Brenda. definitely. Like no one else is. Yeah.
0: Because literally if Ruth wasn't there, could you imagine... Being By yourself, and I mean, doing she would have, and it, yeah, like, no, I know. And you know, it's
1: like really funny. You know, if Ruth wasn't there, you know who was gonna be there, probably Billy. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. probably would have been like hitting on her. Yeah, the Ew. let bet. me see, the, Where
0: that's <laughs> co- you know, like one of those. Gross, is everything okay? Yeah, there? I could, I could give you a hand, doctor, if you need anything. Gross, Nate,
1: uh, dressed in scrubs. Um, Nate is so negative,
0: so negative, but
1: that's Brenda, yeah, like you know, he, yeah. This she's is, just,
0: like, self-loathing. Like, the, she's
1: just... Yeah. This is one of the the rare Nate visions where it's Nate saying it and Brenda. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's... There's a lot of Nate and everything he had talked about in here. Um, and, yeah, she's, like, confirming everything Nate was saying. Yeah. And, and all the fears he had when he, he was alive whatnot. Um, Margaret comes to pick up Maya and... It's funny, like I don't think these two characters ever shared a scene together. Really, it I only think the only time, and I, I wish I could read comments because I bet you if I'm if we're doing Facebook Live, I bet you someone could tell me other scene. But uh, during Brenda's first wedding shower, yeah, they're at, they have a, a her wedding shower at Margaret's house, and Margaret is like this whole you know yeah flusy whatever, yeah. and Ruth is whatever. Um, Margaret. Is awfully mean to Ruth. She really no is. Reason. Yeah.
0: For no yeah. I, I think it has to be jealousy. Right. You know, Ruth, um, you could say what you will, but she's a good mom. Yeah. She, you know, um, she's a good grandma. And look at like, you know, she was in the hospital with your daughter and you were on vacation, I think <laughs> they said. Is
1: that is that where she was? That's what they
0: said. Ruth oh, was like, Yeah, Ruth was said that so uh, Margaret up. won't be back for another two days or three right. days, however long it was. So um that has to make you feel pretty Shitty, you know, that and your grandchild doesn't want to go to you, doesn't want to go with you, you know. So, I think that's where her anger comes from because there's no other reason,
1: right? Uh, Ruth never gets her like strike back moment at Margaret, it just kind of becomes, yeah, without even like knowing, like that's what pushes Ruth deeper into like her her depression. And if you realize, like, it's the first time she's ever been alone yeah because like she has george but like not really yeah you know and and she has david but david even when he comes together whatnot uh, um you know we start to see some of george kind of coming back into the picture the way the way david walks in when ruth is on the phone Mm -hmm. is very similar to the pilot yeah um when ruth is on the phone and you know david walks in whatnot um It's just kind of cool how, like, those two two combine. Apparently, this yellow bowl that Ruth talks about, Mm -hmm. apparently that's, like, a thing that's been in the show. I haven't seen it. It's been on Reddit.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the continuity of whatever. Uh, And, again, this is where I wish I could read comments because I bet you someone up there smarter than than me can remember that. Uh, George comes over and tries to help Ruth, and Ruth sings to, I want to say... And I don't think you
0: would know this, but like the lowest place emotionally on the show. Well, George says, I promise that you'll get through this. And she says, but I don't want to get through it. Right, right. You know, and I I think um, we didn't really discuss like overall episode thoughts, but like with like Ruth and David and even Brenda, in a sense, like a lot of them like are in a really bad place and almost don't seem like they want to get out or they want to get help. But um, it's like They all get through it And they all Like you have to keep going You know Yeah Just kind of shows that
1: And I think I think To show Ruth is clearly At her lowest state She's ever been If you notice And and something We've said a lot On the podcast Ruth is very controlling With food Mm Mm-hmm her and David are eating microwave TV dinners. Aw,
0: yeah. <laughs> and that
1: is or Ruth. cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like Ruth Fisher at her absolute yeah. low. Like she's not even, even cooking. <laughs> you know?
0: I, I remember when her and George were talking on the couch. She looks like like her body is like lifeless. Like yeah. she's not even yeah. like here. Like I'm sitting like my shoulders are like a little like. Like right, she's right. like just sitting there like totally yeah, like yeah. limp. What's you the know? TV show she was
1: watching? Oh. And it's, so, it's not mad about you. Just uh, shoot me. Just shoot me, Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> And then what TV show? I don't know. It's always on. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, Claire,
1: Ted, and Ruth go over to Brenda's to see Willa. Um, I love the scene where Olivier's playing with the baby, yeah. and but Margaret laughs, and he's like, and he's like, what? And it's like the most telling line from the show, and it's so funny. We have it on right now. Um, Billy's like you know it was like wow what does this mean or whatever and billy's like well it means it has to be analyzed it has to yeah. be diagnosed and we have to discuss it for forever you know um <laughs> think about it, he's just literally appreciating a baby like everyone in the world yeah. does you know <laughs> uh, um
0: i liked this scene too because um for the last few episodes i was kind of really thinking of like brenda as alone right. yeah i know she had billy but billy's You know, I don't know if you really want Billy in your corner at this point. Um, But, you know, you I kind of just, you know, you picture her alone and now you think, oh, my God, now she has this baby and she's alone. So I thought that this was a really nice scene. It it looked it looked really normal, you know, and I guess I was, you know, you're not expecting anything normal out of that family dynamic. And it just it it was a really nice night to me, in my opinion.
1: Before they walk in, how sweet is Ted?
0: Oh, love him.
1: Like Mrs. Fisher. I think. Maya would really love this, I know. Bunny. <laughs> uh, um Something I should have put in Claire's storyline, but the Olivier and Claire. Yeah. We find out that Olivier is the one who nominated Claire for the the job from the studio. Uh, it's funny how much nonsense Olivier caused to Claire's life and ends up being the one who gets Claire yeah. the job. It's kind of like why you put up with that. Uh, on the commentary, Alan Ball had said... He used to have teachers who were so bitter that they couldn't break into the industry because they say like if you can't do you teach yeah uh, and I think they said a lot of like actor t- teacher actors how do you say that actors who are teachers teacher actors people ac- teachers who teach acting <laughs> yes same thing with writing
0: yeah
1: uh, those are just people and they, they're like they're like very bitter yeah because they can't make it and I think it's the same thing with Olivia here because we we end up finding out like all like he never amounted to shit he's just kind of been like this. Pretentious without cause for being pretentious, right. artist. Um, I think he has a lot of uh, jealousy and right. towards Claire, right. despite
0: you know uh, uh, nominating her. Um, I love how he says it doesn't matter who fucked Russell. I still believe in you, <laughs> yeah. like that. And it was like, and you're like, oh wait, what? Uh, like you know, like <laughs>
1: yeah. how funny and sad is the way Margaret tosses claire's bunny
0: oh my god we definitely laughed yeah because it was just kind of (laughs) but but i think that like yeah that like it doesn't surprise me yeah you know
1: imagine like ruth saw that ruth would have died i know um
0: ted and billy meet so awkward i
1: love this scene
0: (laughs) by the way and i said this while we were watching though but what an upgrade like when oh, you see God. them together next to each other, even just like mannerisms. Like, like Billy looks like he just rolled around in some dirt. <laughs> and you
1: know what's funny too? You see his
0: shirt? Yeah. What would Jesus
1: bomb? <laughs> yeah. But remember, like his other shirt was Ski Iraq? Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. like all that. Yeah. Put the political stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just love at the end when he goes to grab his beer and yeah. he's kind of like, okay. no. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know? But you, you, you have to imagine too, like if. We, we always said, Billy's physically intimidating. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, but, like, he probably gets away with a lot of that. Right. You know? Uh, um, Ruth is packing to move to George. George's. And this is... Is this fair to say this is Ruth's turnaround scene?
0: I think so. Because like, Ruth got her death. groove back.
1: <laughs> yes. When, yeah. When, when Ruth got her groove back... Um, because, I mean, think, this is here where she learns how Maggie left. Yeah. And George is like, oh, no, it's nothing. You know, same totally old thing with off. her. And it's like, no, 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 Same old thing with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, Yeah. You learn that, you know, Maggie's the one who didn't want to talk, which she yeah. knows is, is bullshit, whatever. Yeah. Um, and this is when she's like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't move in with you.
0: Yeah. She even says, like, we could still date. It'll be better that way. We'll yeah. have more fun that way. But, yeah. like, I can't live here.
1: And it's, like, awesome for her to, like, finally yeah. realize that. Yeah. She was
0: about to move in with him again. I know. And, like, she was been right back. And then when you see her now um, living at her sister's, she's like...
1: Right. That's, yeah.
0: where, she, that's where she should be, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the Maggie and Ruth scene. Did you think or do you think... She was at a doctor's office. Oh, She was at a doctor's office. For what reason?
0: Well, I, I thought she would be pregnant.
1: Uh-huh. Is that what you thought? Yeah. She, uh, I'm with you because it is very, whatever. It's very yeah. telling of it, does it? But if you remember in one of her first episodes uh, when she's talking to Nate, we find out she's a pharmaceutical rep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they did not do a good enough job. Showing that, uh, I
0: kind of just figured that it was like letting the audience kind of like teasing us and letting us kind of believe what we want to believe.
1: That's how I, you know, uh, I'm with you. That wasn't their intention, just interesting. from hearing the, uh, um, yeah, hearing the, the no, that was Paris the very whatnot. first thing I
0: thought, yeah, because yeah. why else would they show her in a doctor's office? Reading,
1: reading back to 2005, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that was a lot of like speculation, yeah, and not, uh, did you ever see American Psycho? Yes, but I don't know if I remember it. The ending, uh, I think I think her name is Mary Easton Ellis. I forget who the writer is. Uh, she totally botched the ending, and she's like, "I didn't even mean to." We're gonna do it for Dexter. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't even mean to. In the end, you like you think it's a dream, but it's not really a dream, but it might be a dream, and she meant it to be totally one way. Uh-huh. Just this kind of reminds me of it. That's the way interesting. It's just like, yeah. You know. Um, Ruth. And I guess also this is Ruth putting closure to everything. Yeah. Like I just need to speak to Maggie, the last person. He was happy, great. I can now be happy. Yeah. And, and everything, that's how I took know? it. Yeah. 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 So like we've been saying, Brenda's just been having awful Nate ghost visits. Um. And I think the last one is, for lack of a better term, on this podcast, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's funny. You thought she died when we first watched this. You remember? Yeah. And I, it's so funny how you could take that because they om- they almost look like grim reapers, yeah, like and death. I, they are literally death. Yeah, you know? and
0: then like um, I yeah, I just assumed that that they were like kind of like coming to take her, yeah. but not in like a not in like a whatever way. But yeah, I I definitely thought that 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 was what that was about.
1: I love in her scene again. This is her projection of them. Nathaniel's like, hey, we never met. I'm Nathaniel. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I. I I don't think you remember this or know this, but like his name is tram stamped on her lower back. Yeah. Uh, Because they were this whole book and everything. And we'll we'll get there. Um, I don't know. Just funny. Is this... So if you picture where we at with this scene, this is what kind of Ruth and Brenda... No. Brenda has that... The Ruth and Brenda on the steps... that's like their closure but does that happen to Brenda after this Nathaniel and Nate or before
0: um no no,
1: that's before yeah and then she has the the dream with Nathaniel with the closure Yeah. yeah um it's a oh that's why that's why it's in my other part of my notes let me go back there for a second Ruth and Brenda Convo on the steps um this is what makes it a finale I thought this scene like Two characters who, I mean, they didn't really talk a lot and everything, but like, Ruth closure with Maggie, then closure with Brenda. Yeah. And Ruth, I'm going to be in your life. Brenda, I need you in my life, and this right. and that, you know. Um. Again, I, I don't know if there's much more to say to it besides like it was a nice scene. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: think it was almost one of those scenes that um it resonated more than you can say vocally. Yeah. Like yeah. It, like you know.
1: Ruth moves to Sarah's. House with Bettina. Go ahead. So
0: now I know that George is still around, but this is like her no man's land. <laughs> that's all I was thinking. Like her hair is oh down, God, the wine is right. flowing. Right, they're gonna, right. they're dreaming about being hookers. That's so. And funny. granted, George is still there, but this is like partly her no man's land of like what she wanted and like her yeah. closure.
1: You know, something I didn't pick up on, but I have it in my notes for the finale montage we're gonna do in a little bit. Um, the camera in this scene is moving it's always it'll shoot like the three of them and but the camera's consistently moving and it's just to show like how carefree their life her life is now just like flowing and a flowing camera evokes that whatever uh but also in this in this episode camera's always going up every scene there's always a camera like Ascending essentially, which I just thought was, was really cool, yeah. whatnot. Uh we have the scene on on where where David tells Rico, whatnot. <laughs> Look at his face when he's I like, know. You what? But I wanna try and catch the smirk at the end. Because so you didn't funny. see the no, smirk, right? No. So maybe you could keep your, your eye on it there. Um and then this is also where Ruth mentions that she's gonna open up a doggy daycare. Yeah. And that's where you know, we'll see that with that. Uh, we're going to leave the, the dinner scene and the finale montage. Is there anything about David or Ruth's storyline um, before we, we, we close out part two of part three, the podcast?
0: Um, uh, sorry, I'm just looking through my nose. No, I don't <laughs> think so.
1: Okay. Uh, well, we have the scene the on smart. now where Rico walks out and then David I think he does it. (laughs) Uh, I
0: totally see the Grinch too that's so funny yeah that's really really funny
1: and with that being said hey
0: Hey, listen what I say
1: from our sponsors.
0: I've I've never, never seen you act this way. So? Yeah, so so it has to be analyzed and and diagnosed and turned into an example of some kind of pathology. I mean, this is the Chenoweth family. Oh, God, Billy. Have a drink. When to descend to a man for a friend. The that have broken
1: down. Now and we are back with the last and final segment of Digging Step Six Feet Under and, the, the and saving the, the last part of, of the episode for the house, the dinner. Yeah. Which we didn't talk about how and we will talk about how nice the Fisher Home. Oh my gosh. And obviously breaking down or talking about the finale scene. Um so the last leg of this episode kicks off with what we see is the new Fisher house and we both loved how nice the new episode is. Yeah. What do you want me to do?
0: Can we do it? Can we
1: Oh, we put want it to get on? to yeah. it. Okay, go ahead.
0: No, the the new house was amazing. Um I think when when we were watching it together, I was like, "Oh my gosh, like uh David's going through the house with George maybe and kind of showing him everything and everyone is just so like amazed at how it looks." Right. And um I think you said that like the first time you watched it, you didn't even realize that it was.
1: I didn't know this was the Fisher House until I watched this last Monday. Oh
0: my god! A few
1: days ago, I always thought they just moved into a new house, or I no, no, I always thought it was Brenda's house.
0: And the funny thing too is that it's this is an older show now, and like that's still an awesome house. So could you imagine (laughs) how cool that was? Like when
1: you know, yeah. Um, Alan Ball on the commentary was saying that. So they have, which I didn't know this, on big show. well, shows rather, they sell everything. Okay. They have a, a show sale. That's cool. And so Alan Ball was talking. He's like, wait, I know that lamp. Wait. He bought like, he had like stuff from the show when he was watching. It's in his house. Oh
0: my gosh, that's really funny. Because they sold,
1: you know, they got rid of everything yeah. in, in this room or whatnot. Uh, um, it was kind of funny. And you know what's really funny? Bettina's like, no, no, this is really nice. It's also... Super gay I know (laughs) Does it look I don't I I don't I don't have a A taste or texture Or whatever For being like Oh that's gay
0: Again I think That this house Today is very modern. Okay. So I think this house back then right. had to be like crazy. Like all of like the stainless steel, all of that, like that had to be like nuts to them back yeah. then. And, yeah. and in that sense, I could see where she could say that. Um, I don't think anyone would say that now. I don't think that's a type of, yeah. you know what I mean? But I just think that it was very modern for its time, uh-huh. maybe. You know, even the wine glasses, like everything that they have is just so nice. Yeah, You know, but I think nowadays um, that's more... You know. Right,
1: right. Uh, being that this is the last Fisher dinner, I s- and I've been saying it a lot. I thought there were more death scenes. I thought there were bigger story, not bigger other story happenings, events, or whatever that fold into it. Um, I thought there were more dinner scenes. Yeah, I was like, sh- like not shocked, and I knew, I knew once Nate, I was, I remembered so many more of Nate dinner scenes, and now moving into the, the actual, the actual dinner, it's funny how. Every dinner scene had someone high or a lot of tension in it. If you even think back to the last one, Nate's was uh, it was his the his last birthday. dinner scene was Nate's birthday? I think so. Where him and Nate or uh, yeah. him and Brenda are fucking oh telling God. each other, go fuck off. Yeah, they're getting you. divorced in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, um, and then here it's finally like a, a serene, nice, what dinner is probably supposed to be. Yeah. And I love to. Updated Fisher dinner. Yeah, like, no, and, I mean? and it's like, these are the new Fishers. Right, yeah, no, you know? totally.
0: It, these are totally the new Fishers and the new dynamic of the Fishers. You right. Know?
1: Um,
0: and also now it's like with extended family, you have Maya, you have Daryl and Anthony. Like it's yeah. like a bigger family too. You know, yeah, it was it was yeah. cool. I liked it a lot. Um, the story.
1: I feel I don't know how to explain this, but I'll I'll try and get it out. So they write, they, you know, they write all these lines. Mm-hmm. The story David tells, I don't like get it. Like, I feel like they could have made it made it a little bit more poignant to 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 the point of, of everything. Um, Nate, I'm sorry, David. He kind of drives home the scene. He's like, you know, I always wanted my brother to be that cool. Yeah, and that's what kind of like yeah. brings everything to to what to what whatever. Um, Really touching, and, and I love everyone. Like to Nate, yeah, and every like just those two words, and everyone puts. I think I feel like that's what separates us from them in terms of acting. Yeah, like you know how much emotion you have to put into to Nate. Yeah, and it means something to yeah. you. And, like you have to feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um,
0: Definitely. I think also the lackluster of David's story almost makes the family dinner scene more believable. Right. Because I know, like at my own family dinners, um, we'll hear like the, the the silliest stories that don't mean anything. And I know you've told me stories that of things that you've been your poor sister video you doing this, and you know all, all these crazy things that right. are really like not a big story or nothing big, but like that's like typical family dinner talk. Yeah, I, you know, I guess so. it, it I guess almost so. makes it like more believable yeah. that it was that yeah. you know.
1: Um. This leads into, or bleeds into, Nate, I just want to celebrate, little 15-second yeah, yeah. montage. And I, and I said this, There you could find it in the comment section, but now I'll say it on the podcast. I wanted to recreate this, because there's not, <laughs> it's so funny, I put myself, the first thing I go through is like the logistics, like, all right, we need to find the white background, because the, the camera work is just, you film the same thing yeah. twice and you just do super cuts of fast cutting of everything but um why the fuck, why the fuck am I talking about myself and wanting to do this uh, i it's funny I, i'm entering the territory of i love this i love this i love this i love this like it's all like you know um but this is and now we have it on yeah i love this like you know, he's like on a conveyor belt. He has the you could tell you could see what was behind him. Yeah. Like you know, you could tell there was like a studio set and there was like huge fans blowing. Yeah. And again with the the idea, the motif or whatever you want to call it of white.
0: Uh-huh. You know,
1: it's like the new slate and this is like Claire's first day yeah. on uh, um and that I I guess that too is also makes me wish there were more if not commercials stuff Little like, stuff like this, that, yeah. You know, where where I have to imagine how much fun that is for an actor like Peter Krause to yeah. kind of, you know, who doesn't dream of being a rock star? Yeah. You could be a rock star as an actor, you know, whatever. Uh, um, I, I just love the, it's like 15 seconds and then like you also kind of forget how funky hip that song is. Yeah. If you listen to it, I don't know, it's just all of it, you know, into it um, is really cool. And how it like bleeds into Claire waking up is just yeah. all of it. All of it's great. Um, and when Claire wakes up, this is where we get the episode title, Everyone's Waiting. Um, I just think it's all, I'm going <laughs> to, beautiful. I'm just going to keep saying everything. <laughs> is beautiful. I have nothing else. No, ha- I know. How else to describe it. But just like, it's so funny that, that everyone's waiting means absolutely nothing. But like Nate saying it to Claire. Yeah. And it's almost like everyone's waiting it's like your life is your life is literally about to start yeah. as soon as you you, you drive away. Like, you yeah, know? Um, Claire saying goodbye to everyone, and we already talked about this, but it's like funny. Like the Fishers lost the Nate, and they got an Anthony and a Durrell. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, um,
0: They're just yeah. I I this scene where she was saying goodbye and um. Like, when she hugged David and she just said, like, be happy, and he said, I am. I think that just, like, and, like, like he just, like, looks so much different. Like, that just shows, yeah. like, the involvement in him. And then with, like, Ruth, when, you know, thank you for giving me life. No, you gave, you gave me, me life. life. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, just, you know, it's just such a, it's such a good scene. And it, see, like, this is where, because you told me that I was soulless. You are. Because I didn't cry. But it made me, the finale made me, like, really happy. And, and I, I know that I could cry like tears of happiness. No, but I think, I, 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 feel, I feel like
1: the point was hammered home for you and not to your fault. You took it every which wrong way. Like you were supposed to like, it, like something could make you cry and happy. And like you said, not cry at happiness, but yeah. there's just a, a, an emotion. It, to me, it evokes from you from even here where Claire, there's something really exciting about Claire starting her life. And it also being sad, but happy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I I feel like you have different emotions from what I'm used to hearing. And I feel, I wonder how much of it is slash was influenced by what you heard. Right. Kind of like the Dexter finale. Like all you know is awful. Yeah. Lumberjack. Yeah. Like, I feel like you might watch it and be like, that actually wasn't so bad. Right, right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, you're right. It actually wasn't that bad, but it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, um, anyway, but go, go, go on with, with, with whatever you, or was that it? Cause I, no, that was it. Uh, adding to that, I, I wonder what the word is, what I try to say, where it's not sad, but it is sad, but it's happy because it's exciting. I don't know what that word is Yeah. To, to try and package all that, but I mean, just the way Nate's like, no, go, mm-hmm. like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Um, something that happens for the first time while they're saying goodbye here, Darrell calls Keith his father.
0: Yes. Because
1: he says, hey, did you know, did you know, know my know. Keith, did my you know dad my dad was a cop? My dad, my father was a firefighter, yeah. was a cop or a firefighter, He cop. says a cop, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's fun, like talk about evolving and everything, and and yeah. advancing. Like even when the they kids. said,
0: "Um, Aunt Claire and to, and to Uncle Nate at dinner," you know, like that was like, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: really touching.
1: And then I just, uh, oh god, again, I love, I love, I love. Um, Claire goes to take a picture. Yeah, and just the way Nate is like, you can't take a picture of this; it's already gone. It's just, Wh- what fuck. did
0: he mean by that, though?
1: Like this moment is like this moment, this whatever you're holding on to. Yeah. Like, you can't, you could take a picture of it, but, like, it's gone. Like, you're about to, all of this, like, her life in this house, it's over. Yeah. This moment, but I think it's just more so, like, don't hold on to this moment, because it's already gone. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, and and it kind of, like, bleeds right into whatever. Uh, On your, your second time watching it today... Did the music change anything in you? Or not really? I really like the music. Yeah. Yeah. What I should have posted, and we should have watched and actually talked about, because it would have really changed a little bit about everything. The season five promo, all the characters are in cars driving Mm. to this song. And it's really cool promo. And it's just like seeing all these characters in something else yeah
0: i was i like researched a little bit about it and um i saw like it was like an interview from alan ball and he said he knew he wanted to do a montage um but he had to find the the perfect song yeah and then when he found this song he just kept like playing it over and over again and like designed the montage almost like around this song Mm -hmm. like it like the song was there before even the montage was like he had the idea of it yeah but um i thought
1: that was cool yeah the song I, Those first notes Yeah Is just Is just something That just yeah. like And then I I also ahead.
0: read that Whenever Claire Hears the song No matter where she is Cry. Uh, Cries She ain't alone <laughs> And, and, uh, and uh, There's
1: so many people That are with her
0: And she was saying That um Like one time She was in like A yoga class And it came on And uh, she starts crying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and she was like Oh god um, I'm just wondering If anyone's like Is that the girl from You know <laughs> Yeah
1: yeah Wait did we watch that Is that what we watched I read that? it
0: today Oh really? Yeah.
1: God, I can't remember. I've read so much or whatever. Um the way that music cues up is just fucking I don't know. It's the same thing. It's beautiful, it's sad and it's 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 heart wrenching, but it's also like exciting. Progress I don't know. Like you know, I can't to to try and put I you know what I should have done here. I am doing notes. I should have tried to understand what I feel (laughs) when I hear that, you know. Um you know, and, and, and as we start to see it, we see Nate running.
0: Yeah, behind Did you her. take
1: anything of that? Because that's something where now I forget. I had read so much about it. I am now forgetting what are my original thoughts, what are Alan Ball's original thoughts, or what I read.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't
1: have anything. So I, I'm going to read this what I wrote. It might be copy and paste from Alan Ball and everything and whatnot, but just it's something that made me think yeah. about it a lot. First of all, it's just... It's so heart-wrenching just seeing Claire driving away and, like, Nate jaw Like, you know, just seeing, like, your brother, your dead brother, whatever. Uh, um, We see Nate running, sort of running after Claire, and he's in his running clothes from the first season. Nate was running from his mortality since day one, and he lived like that until his dying moments. Claire, as as an artist on the show, sees him and that mindset in the rearview mirror. Like... That's all in the past behind her Even like the idea of Nate Yeah As my dead brother and, and holding on to whatever Like Like she's literally advancing Driving into her Her Life And like She's like Same thing Like you can't take a picture of this It's already gone like, Yeah Like Nate And all that Is, is, is gone you know um, So I want to see the moment here Because I, I just love the moment And I love to it's like In her You know Side mirror Yeah And there's gone you know um, as such season one Nate so confession here the same way I was saying that this show somewhat inspired me to move or, or whatever um, that's not the right word either but I remember when I moved I remember like saying goodbye to some of my family and like literally getting in the car and like I was really excited yeah I was like ha- happy like, like I didn't know what to do with myself so I put the song on no <laughs> Uh, but right before I got onto The Garden State Parkway, I put this song on Balling
0: No hysterical, Happy Aww. I was
1: happy Yeah Hysterical Like if I would have gotten Pulled over Definitely drugs <laughs> Cause no one's that Laughing Excited yeah. Tears Streaming wow. down my face But I did one of these Cheesy things where I kept r- Rewind Yeah And it was only like a minute And change into the song But I just kept doing it And I was like just sounds so dumb and so cheesy to say but like having my own Claire moment Yeah. but like I was you know and I moved for great reasons and, and everything but I was doing like literally the same way she does that's so like, funny you know, um, that's really cute <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what though and and I can't can't read comments and everything but I bet you there are people out there oh definitely there's I'm definitely sure. people who just put that song on to cry yeah you know um, we see David teaching Darrell about it embalming yeah. following in, in dad's footsteps uh, during Willa's first birthday scene did you see what Billy has the dog and I, yeah and it's funny because I, I feel like it's like Brenda got a baby so I have to get a yeah, dog yeah. <laughs> like you know Ugh. it's like of course he has to I have know. a dog you know um, what about maybe I'll just keep rewinding this instead of pausing it every 10 seconds yeah. what about the way the tint is
0: yeah definitely I gives it
1: It's, I don't think it's aged well for some of the scenes, but it's, it's funny. It has like a, it's not even a future tint. It's almost like a ghost tint.
0: See, I kind of almost think it's like a euphoric tint.
1: What do you mean? Like, I know what you mean, but like, euphoric is like a feeling I don't know. Okay, no, and you know what? You know what? Um, at least you could come up with the word instead of me yeah. counting seven yeah. words. No, I, w- I was trying to understand right. what, you, what you meant because you're not wrong with what you're saying. Like almost. I, like... I, I guess I'm asking you to explain it because I could. F- I understand what you're saying.
0: Right. Like um. Like I don't know. Like yeah. Like just like
1: euphoric. Like. Yeah. We see um, David and Keith finally get married. Yeah. And we see that Brenda has a a new man um i think i have his name i have the obituaries of everyone uh i think i have Brenda's here somewhere um survived by her husband her f- f- her husband's name is daniel nathanson just so that's who brenda ends up ends up marrying um and again, same thing here, like the camera's always going up. Like Look, yeah. look at the scene we have right here. It's slowly, yeah. every single scene is just going up. And I think that's really, you know, really cool. Um, right after the marriage scene, this, the music kicks in, like the drums and yeah. everything. And right here, you notice the camera is whoops panned on the wheels. Okay. From Alan Ball that's a throwback or sort of like a, a nod to the same way the intro when the music, you know, when the music first comes in yeah. and the music ramps up, it's showing the wheels on the gurney moving. Mm. But like, you know, that's always to death and finally we have in our, our thing here. Yeah. It's like leading to, to life. life. You know, yeah. whatever. Uh, um, we see Ruth in the not too far distant from today, seven years from now, Ruth dies. Um, I love that she sees Nathaniel, yeah, and Nate, yeah, which makes me. Well, I guess I guess something I wanted to ask here. Do you think if you die of old age, do you think that happens again? We have no proof.
0: Yeah, I feel like it does, though. Right,
1: I feel like it does, and it's funny because Nathan- uh, Ruth sees both of both of them how they looked right before they died. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I feel like it definitely does. Like, I feel like there has to be some sort of calming because you always hear those stories of like, like the person waited for their significant other to be yeah, there or yeah. like for their significant other to be okay with yeah. it. Like you always hear those types of stories. You let, know what I mean? Let me say this. Cause I don't think I, there was two different
1: times on the podcast. I wanted to say it and I never got a chance to, um, I, and, and, again, I, we may have said it, but we've done it a few times and we did it not too recently where, Oh, a, uh, a spouse dies and we were waiting a few weeks, a few days to make arrangements because, the, the 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 husband was yeah. also sick, yeah, and he died within a few days, yeah, like a few times we've done double funerals, literally two caskets in the room, um because one can't literally couldn't live yeah. you know without the other um that's just something i w- I always wanted to bring up, so in this scene when Ruth dies, Ruth looks like, and i'm not this is not me making fun of her, I'm just saying she looks like an old haggard woman, yeah. George, the same.
0: <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, but also George could be was healthy. He younger? Ruth is sick. Oh, you know what? Being sick, I mean that. Yeah, but you know what? Even David too. David, David, David looks really <laughs> old, and I love him, but he looks really, really old. Like he was, he really they they didn't to, do to, a good to job. The shows with David.
1: credit and discredit.
0: And I don't think they were
1: going for realism in terms no, of, I know. you know, they were going for realism in terms of, of, of aging Ruth or, yeah. or George or David. Um, the makeup works and it also doesn't work, yeah. if that makes sense, you Yeah. Know? Um, at her funeral, we see Darrell as the older funeral director. Did you catch that? Yeah. But the problem is Darrell is supposed to be what? Let's just say, if this is 20 years from the show's end, 2005... Ruth dies in 2025. Okay. So, how old do you think Darrell is? In the show. Right now. Yeah, right now, 2005. 10? 10 or 12. So that maybe, means. Maybe no,
0: maybe like 12 or 13.
1: So that means he's 33. He's my age? what I'm saying? is Look at the guy. That guy looks damn near 45. That guy looks like he has. Wait, like, I don't think that's Darrell. Yeah, that's Darrell because he was showing him the, the stuff at the funeral home. And then you see the young kid here. That's, that's Anthony? That's Anthony. Yeah, because he's the younger one.
0: Yeah. But that guy damn near looks 45 with. But there's another there's another scene.
1: Yeah, Claire's where, wedding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the same guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Notice
1: notice how old that guy looked and his and his head he's yeah. balding already and it, I guess that's not that common for a 32-year-old. He just looks way older. Yeah And again, we shouldn't nitpick something that yeah. they weren't going for no, the realism no. yeah, of, yeah. you know. Um but but we we'll, you're going to see it. You're going to see it pop up here. Um and then we see Ted shows up twenty years later, yeah, um, to to console and, and what, what not for Claire. Keith, with his own security business, gets Ugh. shot four years later, and jarring.
0: Yeah, and that was terrible.
1: Sweet moment. That and was everything. terrible. People getting married. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. <laughs> like you know,
0: that poor, was terrible. Poor Keith.
1: Uh, and I guess he was successful. You know, that's his own company. Yeah. You know, Aww. so that's yeah. that's that's nice. Dies um, that twenty twenty nine. Um, Claire and Ted's wedding. Uh, I guess we're gonna talk here. So he's all the way on that side. You see? Yeah. Same guy. Oh yeah. Um. So Michael Cuesta is one of the the writers and directors on the show. This wedding and the ending of the the ending of of uh, when Claire's in her room, whatnot. Um, and we were talking about this a little bit. The movie Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey. The end of Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey is super fucking weird, mm-hmm. like super weird. I'm not sure you're supposed to understand what's going on, but the wedding. And the way Claire's room is at the end is very reminiscent of 2001 space odyssey is takes place in the future. whatnot. Um, very reminiscent of that. And if you remember uh, on the second episode, uh, the L not the alien, the computer, I believe in 2001 space odyssey is named David, Dave, you know, famous, a famous movie line is, I'm sorry. I'm afraid I cannot do that. Dave, David, um, Anyway, Michael Cuesta, I learned through the commentary, is a huge Kubrick fan. Actually, no, I heard it on the Michael C. Hall and Lauren Ambrose podcast uh-huh. from, uh podcast. Commentary, commentary from the last episode. So that makes all the sense in the world. And one day we'll watch 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey. It's a fucking weird movie. Um that's all I wanted to say here. Um and in this in the wedding scene we see that Darrell got married. Well, oh let's assume, right? Yeah. Married has a child, and Anthony uh, has a partner himself. Yeah. Um. Are they? Yeah. We see there. They were
0: holding hands before. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. David at a picnic watches some football or uh, he's watching kids and whatnot play. play yeah. Whatnot. Um. Sees a black man catches a ball. David sees Keith as he turns around has a heart attack and dies. I thought this was like sweet too. Yeah. Like it, this it, was
0: again kind of the same thing with like Ruth. Like what we were just saying Like you yeah, see the yeah.
1: yeah Um It's funny Cause I think it's like Funny And sweet
0: Cause like But I'm soulless But you think it's funny
1: It is funny Cause the way David like <laughs> <laughs> Like the way his face is You know and, and An old man keeling over Yeah uh, Um Rico gets the short shrift here on a cruise. Totally. It <laughs> just, it's not even, it's not even the actor. Freddie Rodriguez gets some, feels some pain in his left arm, dies at 75. Ugh. I guess he was successful, right? If they're on a cruise yeah. at 75, yeah. I guess he, he had somewhat of they're a successful. Having, yeah, they're funeral. enjoying themselves. Let me, what I should be doing is reading some of the obituaries, cause here, um, I'm going to really quick read through his obituary. This was this was on HBO. Uh-huh. They wrote obituaries for all the characters. Cool. Uh, died at the age of 75 while vacationing with his wife in Puerto Rico. Graduated from mortuary science. In 2005, Federico opened the Diaz family mortuary on, I can't pronounce this, Avenue in Hollywood. Where he served the community 35 years before retiring. Um, his cherished sons, Julio and Augusto, and they had three grandchildren. Wow. So Rico was a granddaddy. Yeah. Um, the memorial service was held at his own funeral home on Saturday, February 16th. Funeral mass will be held at 930 at St. Paul's Catholic Church in Atwater Village. I thought that was kind of
0: that, cool. That's cool that they did that.
1: Uh, I guess, let me read uh, uh, David's... David's um, David uh, died 75 in Echo Park, proud owner and operator of Fisher & Sons Funeral Home for over 40 years. So I, I guess that sounds like it was closed right yeah I mean, it was still open after retiring in 2034 he went on to perform in dozens of local theater productions and they named him a bunch of plays that he so was in funny. which is cool uh david leaves behind his partner raul martinez mm. that was the guy the i'm guy assuming that was next to, him, next to yeah. him uh and his beloved sons Darrell and anthony his sister claire uh three precious grandchildren so he had they had anthony and Darrell. i guess uh what anthony had three grandchildren uh, who else did we pass already? Ruth. Ruth. Um, Ruth. <laughs> she is survived by her loving companion, George Sibley. Oh, Aww. so they must have gotten divorced. Yeah. That's funny. I, didn't even, I never realized that. Um, and her name is the Four Paws Pet Retreat in Topanga Aww, Canyon. That's yeah. where the doggy daycare she started. Ruth will also be missed by four cherished grandchildren, Maya, Willa, Anthony, and Darrell Charles Fisher. Um, and she does have a viewing. It says here, viewing will be held on Saturday, March fifteenth at Fisher of Union Home. I guess that's everyone so far, right? We just have Brenda and Claire. Yeah. Uh so moving forward. Perhaps the funniest death scene, right? Billy yeah, uh, chewing. That was off, definitely ridiculous. Chewing off Brenda's ear, and she finally croaks over. Let me ask you, because I think it's really funny. Do you know how? Do you know what Billy's talking about? No. <laughs> that to me it's so funny. He's complaining about Ted.
0: No. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And it's somewhere online. I didn't get the exact lines, but he's basically complaining how Ted made him feel.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! So literally <laughs> nothing funny. changed. Nothing, yeah, nothing.
1: That's, that's uh, <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> um. Oh, Hal. Thank you, Janet. Janet commented on the um Oh, what happened to my phone? I think we're down on Instagram. Oh. Um Hal. So why do I think David Oh, Nate speaks like he's talking to David like he's Hal, Hal 9000 from 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh Claire lives till 2085, so yes, Claire is. I believe Claire ends up being 102 years old, but we'll yeah. get there. Um I just I I love I love that it's um <laughs> I love that he's complaining oh, about. Oh my god! You know. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could read a little bit from her obituary. <sighs> Died at 82 at her home. Brenda wrote several bo- several books about the role of the gifted child In family <laughs> development. She is considered to be one of the most distinguished scholars in that field of study. Added several courses to the social work curriculum at USC. She developed blah, blah, blah. as a child. Brenda was the subject of Charlotte Light and Dark by Gareth Feinberg. Brenda will be dearly missed by her beloved children, Maya and Willa, and Forrest, so she actually has another okay. one, and her loving husband, Daniel Nathanson, and her brother, William Chenoweth of Malibu. Oh, God. Um, and then we get to Claire. Claire's the final scene, and this here is very 2001 Space Odyssey, with the woman the white, the white, wearing the white and just the way she's in bed. Um, I have to imagine if I ever run into Alan Ball or Michael Cuesta... How very 2001 Space Odyssey it is. Um, and if anyone's out there thinking, should I see this movie? I would say definitely <laughs> watch it now with having seen...
0: This. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because that scene right there where the, the, the woman in the, wearing all white on the chair is very 2001. Anyways, um, yeah. So Claire alone in her room... Is the last one to die. Uh, I'm going to read a quote from Alan Ball here, and then I'm going to read a quote from Jeanette's son, Carson. Uh-huh. And, listen, and Carson, I don't know if you've seen if he has seen these show's entire run, but I believe he's in high school. If yeah. we were doing, and I would, how eerily similar Carson got it nailed on the head. Well, let me ask you too. Do you have? Do you know why Claire is like the last one, and why she becomes the main focus at the end? No. If you have, okay. Per Alan Ball, Claire's the last one to die because Claire's an artist. Claire's the one who sees the story, who sees the bigger picture, and because the series started with someone in a car ending their life, I wanted somebody in a car driving off into their new life. So Janet had asked Janet, Janet had asked her son Carson, uh let me let me read it verbatim here. Um I asked Carson why the writer, why the writers chose Claire to focus on for the finale. You mentioned that in your last episode, and I wanted to see what he had said. Push him to think a little bit. Jeanette, as, yeah. per, as per Carson, because she represents hope, all the other characters are tarnished and traumatized and already have their paths made. She doesn't yet. This is the last time we are taking our imagination as a shared audience with the writers and the actors and see where it takes us in the best way. Um and he just had said the words hope and hopeful a lot. Yeah. And if you think, like, Claire is so angelic compared to the rest of them. definitely. Despite the fact the first time we see her, she's on meth. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she is, like, kind of like we were saying, like, with, with leaving Nate behind. Like, she is the... She has the bigger picture. She is yeah. an artist. She always, you know, and she is untainted. And, yeah, everyone... Everyone has gone through some shit, and she went through what you know—an abortion and, and whatnot. She's been through stuff too, but she's rather innocent, yeah, compared, to, compared
0: to the rest of them, whatnot. Um, I was reading um, with her eyes. Do okay, you, do you have anything on her eyes? Uh, I don't know if it's contacts or not, but go ahead. They said that um, that she's she went blind. Oh, okay. And they said that that was like really um, like. Like not important, I guess that's not the right word, but like she is an artist, and like yeah. especially like photography, like her yeah. eyes were like her, her yeah. hands almost like her tools, yeah. you know. Um, so it was like kind of sad at the end that um that it, it's like cataracts that she's like she went blind.
1: Right, right. That's that's funny.
0: Yeah. Well, not funny. But well, that's smart. why they like zoom yeah. in on her yeah. eyes. Yeah.
1: And we see Claire's little blue, blue Prius, almost the complete opposite of a big black hearse yeah <laughs> right uh right off into the sunset as you know her her new life awaits and whatnot and you know a, as something that uh, f- uh what's her name jillian pointed out in our season three finale like this is the only show i've ever realized that fades to white and yeah this, this episode fades to white a bunch a of bunch, times. yeah um I mean it's just funny on a show that's about death, black death and everything, the show is constantly fading to white, which I think is kind of like that ironic twist to yeah. the show. Um and that's it. Claire rides off to the sunset. Um and again, how many times have I told you just that this finale montage is just when I say it's like everything, you know when people say, you know, pizza's everything, this yeah. is kind of like this montage is like <laughs> everything. It, yeah. I think it's 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 I I think the only two times I didn't cry was watching it with you and doing notes for it. Yeah. Because notes, I was so much more analytical and trying to pick out stuff, whatever. But I, I watched the episode on Monday and <laughs> just cried, like you know. But like so many other people, like, you know what I yeah. mean? It's It's a thing that happens with yeah. this this montage. You get it. Right? Yeah. Like you get why people would, yeah. would cry. Whatnot. Yeah. um. I don't think you could ever do this finale montage enough justice, and you want to talk about what you expect from a finale, yeah. and the closure you get
0: yeah, you can't get how great you can't is it. you can't get, get to more see closure. every
1: character, yeah, you know, and it, it's almost it's funny the way last week we say it we said like, how dare like the 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 show punishes you for thinking Brenda and Billy we're kissing and right, touching each right. other show punishes you for it I feel punished for being like wait how did Billy die yeah, <laughs> yeah like no no how dare I Yeah. what other show do you get no I know all the characters yeah
0: it's kind finale, of funny too you know? because it's like the whole finale is like everyone dying but the finale itself I feel like will never die like that, like that's like literally what everyone talks about is the finale with the show. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's like it's ironic everything. in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was going to ask you how, how you, how you feel about it in terms of finale, but no, I mean, you can't get any more final than yeah. seeing all yeah. of your main characters.
0: And I just Sorry. think, I just think that the way it went, um, the way that the series went about it is just so different than any other series. Yeah. You've ne- you've never yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. which that in and of itself is like um, just like super innovative, yeah. you know, in that. But I mean, it's a show about death, of so course. you know, of course. And, and I think that I think that it makes you, um, I don't know, just not fear it as much, right? Because even with like everyone passing, like you do see like. The good things that happened before with, you know, David and Keith getting married and Claire getting married and, yep. you know, the family's growing and things like that. Like everyone dies, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's like, but it shows you that like it doesn't, it's not a bad road there, right. you know, that's kind of like what I took from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's everything. I, I don't know if I'll ever be comfortable turning off ending this episode not saying everything i wanted to say even though i have said everything and i'm now like in repeat mode yeah um it's just it, it's 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 something it's so funny i get to if, how great it is we get to talk about it and people are going to listen to it people are going to tell us how they feel about it um yeah and maybe there's a little bit of like no i don't i don't want the podcast to end <laughs> <laughs> you know we'll just stay here until cancel work tomorrow um, but yeah I I feel like we we've did it. It's just this. Um, I I really cannot talk enough about the emotions the finale evokes out of you, queued up with the music. Yeah. Um. You know the tint and everything, and just seeing how how great would it be if you get to see a video of your own life of just the highlights. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. But I I feel like I, I guess we've done enough. And I don't know if we mentioned it, but I'll just say one more time. Obviously Claire's driving into I think we said it right. Claire's driving into a new life. Yeah. I guess that's it. Uh, anything else?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I guess that's Are we it. going on another
0: break? I <laughs>
1: <laughs> part four? We're going. Uh yeah. Um no, I, I guess that's it. There's really nothing else to add to it. I hope we did the show and this finale. It's just this. Um. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. We're at the end here. We're at, we're we're at the weird part where we're at the door and we are just sort of kicking. Yeah, the awkward. We're, we're kicking the dirt around. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call me, man. Call yeah. me. You know, like <laughs> we'll totally do that. And thing then you one walk day. to the car,
0: the same the same <laughs> direction at worst. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, uh, thank you, thank you. If 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 you've listened, if you reached out, if you commented, if you sent me an email. If you're watching us on Facebook Live right now, if you're, you know, what uh, in Instagram—I think that thing got shut off. Um, if you ever wrote in, commented anything like that, thank you so much. You you made the podcast worth doing, um, and thank you. You
0: yeah.
1: you came. You 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 went from fill-in to finale
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how i got here but <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh so thank you thank you a lot for for yeah helping me out major and i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did that's it
0: that's it
1: <laughs> thank you everyone who's listening there thank you for listening everyone bye you
0: can't take a picture of this it's already gone